Hello and welcome to the Mind Money Soul podcast. I am your host, Laura Ann Moore. I'm a money and mindset coach and financial well-being speaker, and my mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use money as a tool to live your best life and work towards financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Every week, I explore the emotional, practical, and spiritual sides of money. So if you're ready to get financially confident, grow your money, and achieve your big life goals, then you're in the right place. Change your mindset, grow your money, feed your soul. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Mind, Money, Soul. And today, I'm going to do a bit of a different podcast. I'm going to start to introduce this, basically... I'm going to be giving you a full life and business update. So I'm going to talk about my life goals, my financial goals, give you an update on my dating life because I know that y'all love the tea. Um, And then also an update on business and future plans, really. So let's go. Now, this is going to be the first style of this podcast. So I'm going to give you insight to like my goals and plans for the future. And then over the months, as I do more of them, I can actually update you on how I'm doing against those goals and plans, right? That's the plan. (laughs) That's the plan, folks. So first of all, what has been going on in my life? Um, So London, so I live in London and I live in South London and I love where I live, but I've definitely felt the effects of the cost of living crisis or whatever, like of the cost of prices going up. Our rent has gone up by, this month has gone up by 14%, um, which is fun um but we don't want to lose the house the house is amazing like we've got this gorgeous four bed house with an office a garden we've got bifolding doors we've got a kitchen island I mean you can't let go of that stuff but I definitely have noticed the cost of things going up and I've definitely had to like change the way that I spend my own money um which ever like I think everybody has but yeah it's just interesting isn't it because I feel like we've never really lived through a time like this or if you're in your like 20s I feel like you've never even though there was a recession before you didn't really feel it right whereas now now we're adults now we're making our own money now we've got our own bills we're like oh this is what it feels like to feel the crunch and I feel the crunch so yeah and I would say this sort of these last few months sort of probably January like come into the new year and I've been burning the candle at both ends. I've been so busy and my housemates have been taking the piss out of me because every day I'm like, oh, I'm so busy, which is true, but I need to stop saying it um, because that's just my life. Um, But I've definitely been, yeah, burned the candle at both ends, been going out a lot, been socialising, been back on the dating scene, which we will get into, and also then having crazy work life. So I do think that it's not a matter of reining it in, I just need to become more aware of my health. Um, I'm quite a healthy person anyway. I eat quite well. I do yoga. I do walks. But I definitely think from like a mental health point of view, I need to be a bit better with my self-care. But, you know, couldn't we all? Couldn't we all? I actually, talking of health, one thing is that I have recently started doing some health coaching, which is pretty cool. So my friend is a nutritionist and like really into like um, natural health and we are doing some session swapping. So I'm giving her some money coaching. She's given me some health coaching and yeah, it's been really cool actually. Like I think optimal health is so important. Like there's this quote that's like, people spend all of their health getting wealthy and then they spend all of their wealth getting healthy again. 
it's so freaking true. We like burn out, we hustle, we go crazy to try and make all this money. But then we make all this money and then we go, oh my God, I'm not in full health. I'm burnt out, I'm ill, I'm sick. And now I've got to try and figure out how to get back healthy again. Why not do the two alongside each other? Be healthy and wealthy. Build that at the same time. Focus on looking after your health whilst building wealth and do it sustainably. So that's what I'm trying to do. So that's been really, really cool. I've really enjoyed that actually. And um, yeah, sessions, bi-weekly sessions, been getting blood tests. I've done like this little like hair mineral test, which will look at all my vitamins and stuff. And it's all about sorting out my hormone health. So yeah, we're only a couple of weeks in, which is really cool, but um, definitely, definitely like finding it really interesting and really fun. So I'll keep you all updated on that. And then as we know, as for any of you that follow me on Instagram, you will know that my stories is the place where I go to talk about dating. And I, so I got back into dating in November. It wasn't that I was actively not dating before. I just like couldn't be asked. It was the pandemic. I didn't want to do those stupid little like coffee dates and walk dates. Not that those dates are stupid, but I hated the fact that that's what you were forced to do. Or like the FaceTime dates. For me, cringe. I just couldn't be bothered. And I was like, I'm setting up my business. Like, this is my priority. But now we've come out of it. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm ready to get into it. I think part of it is wanting to like step, like being scared of dating and being like, oh God, first dates are so scary. But like, the more you do something, the more confident you get. So like, I want to build build my skill set in that. Um, but I just want to get more confident with it. But also, you know, all of my, a lot of my close friends are in long-term relationships and I have no problem being the single one at all. But I thought, you know, it'd be nice to give it a go. But I would say that right now, like, I'm definitely, like, casually dating. Do you know what I mean? I'm just chatting to people on Hinge and, like, that's the main dating app that I'm on, actually. But, like, just chatting to people, nothing too crazy, going on some first dates, seeing what I like, seeing what I don't like, having some fun. Like, that's where I'm at right now. I'm not, like, I'm looking for a long-term partner. Now, if a long-term partner finds me and, like, we're meant to find each other, then amazing. But that isn't, like, the, the, the goal, if that makes sense. I'm just dating because it's fun and it makes me feel good. So, yeah, it's fun. Now, since I've got back into dating, so probably, like, the last, you know, two months, I think I've had an, a first date every week. Um, so what's that, like, s- about six or seven, basically. And I, yeah, it's been good. Like, I think I've had one date that went really well and we saw each other again but the rest were kind of all mainly first dates and like either we weren't a match or we didn't vibe or it was hell (laughs) um I mean I'm gonna get I'll give you one story one dating story that I didn't I did talk a little bit about on my Instagram and I think I spoke about it on TikTok but I didn't go like into crazy detail and the only the reason why I'm going to share this one is because I know that this guy is not going to listen to my podcast. But if for whatever reason he does and he knows who he is, then shame on you. Your behavior sucked. <laughs> um, but basically, I was chatting to this guy. We met on Hinge. It was all fine. I wasn't really sure what the vibe was. And we basically had a date in the diary. 
And he he kind of he kind of like this was the first red flag. He kind of ignored me for like the week that we were due to go on a date, and I was a bit like, "That's a bit weird." And then I texted him, basically being like, "Uh, hello." I didn't say that, but it was something along those lines. I was basically like, "What's going on?" He was uh, basically ended up cancelling the day before. Like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that my friends had made some plans for me." I don't really know what to do, like trying to get me to be the one to make the decision. So I was like, obviously go do those plans. Like I'm not going to go on the date with you. But then he was really apologetic. And I was like, you know what? I'll give everybody, you know, benefit of the doubt. This dude doesn't know me. Like we'll, we'll, go, on a, we'll go on a date after he like, do you know what I mean? Like in a few weeks. So anyway, we put another date in. And before that date, he called me and was like, yo, I'm going to be in London on Saturday. Like, are you out and about? Maybe we could meet for a drink at the end of the night. And I was like, great. And it was fully like, it wasn't, uh, we were going for a drink. I wasn't going to go back to his house. I was just like, going to go meet him for a drink. Fine. And I went and met him. And like, I don't know if anybody else feels this, but like, I'm a real big feeler of energy. And I got off the train and I saw him at the train station and I straight up was like, no, 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 this energy is off. And he's a good looking guy. It was nothing to do with how he looked or anything like that. But there was just energy. There was just energy that was off. And like, said hello. Bear in mind, I'd never met him. He went straight in for the kiss on the mouth, but like a snog on the mouth. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, dude, we have not met before. And we went to go get into this bar and the bar wouldn't let us in because it was a bit too late. And then he had an argument with the bouncer. So that was just like totes cringe. And I was like, don't fucking do this. Like another red flag. We ended up going into, we found a bar that would let us in and it was really noisy, really busy. Like, and we were like, oh, you know, it was fine. And we got to the bar and because it was so noisy and like squashed, he was like behind me. And like, he started like, kissing my neck and I was like we don't fucking know each other like we've barely even spoken and all he could talk about every time he would be like oh you know he'd ask me a question like oh how's your day been or you know have you had fun and I would answer and then he would just kind of ignore the answer and go so did you think I was gonna look like what I look like are you surprised by what I am like all this stuff and I was like dude why are you so wrapped up in yourself like can we just have a normal conversation anyway we like found a little corner of this bar and at this point I was so done but I was like we've I've literally been with you like 20 minutes it's so awkward if I leave now and I yeah it was I was just like for fuck's sake but I didn't feel unsafe or anything like that I was like I'll just stick it out maybe I'll get a McDonald's at the end of the night and then I'll get a cab home and I'll just never see this man again and you know we his it was really weird because I, I think maybe he was a bit drunk but still his behavior was like he was a really angry like quite aggressive person and he was basically like so you're gonna come back to mine and I was like no I already told you that's not happening he was like oh well I'll come back to yours then and I said no I've got housemates and he was like what are they your mum and I was like no but I'm being respectful obviously normally I don't give a fuck about that stuff but it was a good excuse and he was like fine then do you want me to just go home and I was like no you don't have to go home like Oh, that's not what I was saying. And he got all eggy and he was all like fucking eggs about it. And it was just awkward as hell. And I don't, I'm very like, I didn't, I didn't give a fuck. I was like, no, hon, I'm not coming back with you. Anyway, 
there was loads of other little things that kept happening. And then luckily his mate came and joined us. That was like a nice little buffer in between us. And I just was chatting to the mate. The mate was jokes. And then the night progressed. I was kind of like ready to go. And then I was like, right, at least I'll get McDonald's out of this. And then when we were on the way to McDonald's, he called me a different name. He called me Charlotte. And I went, you do realise that's not my name. And he just stared at me. And I was like, my name is Laura. And he was like, oh, oh yeah, no, I did know that. And I was like, this is so fucking awkward. Um, and he got all aggy because I was taking the piss out of him for calling me Charlotte. So yeah, I mean, there were so many more red flags that night, but it just was a really, really funny one. And like he, re- and then his mate was like, oh my God, I can't believe you're not going to go home with him. Like that's, you've spent all evening with him and now you're not going to go home. I just honestly, I'm like, what is this culture of people who think that they have access to sleep with you just because you hang out with them or go for a drink with them? Like, this is my body and it's my choice. If I wanted to do it, I would do it. Like, I don't care, but don't come at me and tell me that I have to do it just because I've spent time with someone. No. So anyone who's listening, girls or boys, but like, don't feel obliged to go home with someone just because you've decided to go for a drink with them. If the energy is off or if you're not feeling it, you don't owe anybody anything. That is my point on this mic drop. So yeah, that guy was a big fat no from me. So yeah, the dating world has been fun. I am just in a position where I'm just going to, you know, carry on chatting to people, carry on booking in some first dates and just kind of go from there. So yeah, that's kind of the update. I'm having a good time we move, we move. So let's have a, I want to talk to you about kind of like my life goals and my financial goals, like at the moment. So my kind of main goals really in life right now is to travel more, to make more memories and to grow my investments, (laughs) like to round them up. That's basically what they fall into. Now, pre-pandemic, I always knew that I wanted to go traveling again. And my plan was, was that I wanted to go to South America. I wanted to go to Colombia and Argentina and Brazil and Peru, in case anybody didn't know what countries were in South America. That was the plan. So I saved up this money and 10 grand of what I'd saved was to go traveling. Then obviously the panny D hit. And I remember being like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to travel. So I kind of had to put that those plans like as a sideline. Now, during the course of the pandemic, I then set up my business. I started running it as a business. I got my coaching qualification, started coaching people. I started doing talks and all of this stuff. So I am so grateful and happy the way that it worked out because this is my calling. I'm meant to be doing this. And like, For anyone who knew me like a couple of years ago, you will know that I had a quarter life crisis because I was like, I don't, I came back from Australia, decided I wasn't going to go into the acting world. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And I was so stressed. I was like, how have all my friends got careers that they love? And I like don't have a fucking Scooby. So then when I discovered this and I found this and I realized I could turn this into a career, it completely changed my life. I was like, oh my God, this excites me. Like, I love, I love it. I'm so, I'm so grateful. I'm so happy. And now I'm like, the complete opposite where I'm like, oh my God, I'm so lucky that before I'm 30, I found something that I want to do and like do for a really long time. So yeah, all, all good. But I still absolutely have the travel bug. I still want to go traveling. I still have, I want to go everywhere. I want to go to South America. I've got friends in Dubai. I've got friends in Australia. So I want to go visit them. I'd love to go back to Bali. I want to do more of Europe. Like there's not really many countries that I don't want to go to traveling is so important for me. It's one of my financial values. It's one of my financial goals. So that is still very much on the cards for me. 
And my plan is basically to get my business to a point where I can just work fully remotely. Now, technically I can right now, but I do do quite a few like in-person podcasts and events. So obviously like that's one thing I'd have to take into consideration, but I can work remotely from wherever I want, but I just want it to be at a place where, um, I'm not working as like, not hustling as much. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I've got more recurring revenue and monthly recurring revenue, and I've got like more regular clients and things like that. So yeah, it's, I, I feel really excited about it. I definitely am using this to like hold myself accountable because I can imagine myself like working on a beach, sipping on a, like a bottle of beer and making friends and then doing a bit of work in the morning. And then maybe like, like recording a podcast and then like going out and exploring. And I just need to figure out how I'm going to make that work, what that looks like. But that's 100% the plan. So I think throughout 2023, I would like to do a bunch of little trips. So um, go, go visit my friends, maybe go do some of Europe, that kind of stuff where I can go for like one or two weeks back and forth and still have my like flat in my house in London and all of that. And then come 2024, I would like to do longer stints. So like a couple of months away um, here and there. That's the plan. And I just need to get both the business and my personal finances in a place where I can do that. But that is the goal, which is very exciting. Now, in regards to like my money and my finance, like my personal finances, I've still got about 15 grand saved, which I wanted to have more set, um, more invested by this point. But what I also had to bear in mind is that I quit my job in July last year. I had to take a pay cut because I wanted to reinvest all of the money back into the business. And I um, started to spend my savings because I needed, you know, money to live off of and I was paying myself a minimal salary. So of course, I wasn't able to invest and save as much and my net worth went down. So, and I have absolutely no problem with this. Like I posted um, an episode, which was my wins and losses for the year, like my financial wins and losses. And one of them was about, technically I have less money than ever. Um, not than ever, but you know what I mean, than, than I, I thought I might have, but I have no problem with it because I'm building my business and the longevity of the business and the excitement of that is way greater than what this last year financially has done for me because I can see the trajectory of my business and I know what it is that I want to do and make, which is so exciting. Which I think is a perfect place to bring myself on talking about what the plans for the business are. So my business, Mind Money Soul, which is the name of my podcast, but it's also the name of my business, is... Um, there's so many exciting things going on. I think that I do a lot more stuff behind the scenes than people really realize because I started out as a personal finance content creator. Everything I did was just like Instagram and emails basically. Whereas now, yes, I've got all my socials, but I do so many other things, which I just love. I love the variety of my job. I do a lot of talks. I'm on a lot of panels. I do workshops. I film video content for brands and apps. I obviously do brand partnerships. There's loads of stuff that I do. Now, one of the things is that I, uh, I've i recently taken on a contractor role within a company, a startup called Wealthbright, which is a financial wellbeing um, like business for employers. And we're starting with the legal industry. So offering financial coaching and opening up the money conversation within those industries. So I've taken on a role as the financial coaching like project lead, which has been really fun, really exciting. And yeah, that's, that's, yeah, I've loved that. And I also, so something that I don't really think, cause I don't really talk about it a lot is that I offer one-to-one -one coaching and I offer these sessions, but I mainly offer them as a, 
as a program, as like a package, whereby we work together over a period of like sessions, changing your relationship with money. So helping you to actually feel good about money. It's absolutely like some of the transformations from some of my clients have been insane. And it. I love the emotional side of money and understanding like people's money beliefs and money blocks and what's holding them back and how your childhood impacts the way that you view money now in life and in business. And it is. it really is like life-changing and I just love the one-to-one work. So if you are someone who maybe like you have a paycheck, you get paid every month or every week and you just feel like you don't know where your money goes. You're like, I have nothing to show for it. Or you're, you know, you're living, yeah, you're living month to month. Maybe you try to budget, but you struggle to stick to it. Or you don't even have a budget because it freaks you out or because it feels too restrictive. Or you want to save and you want to invest, but you just don't really know where to start. So you're one of those people who like is ambitious and like wants to have money but just doesn't know where to start. You feel overwhelmed by it. You feel stressed by it. You like, maybe you're scared of it. Maybe you feel like you've always been bad with money. Maybe you feel like you, um, money just has never been for you. You've always been a spender, not a saver. Maybe you're always overspending. Those things we have to change on an emotional level first and then bolster up money habits and practical financial systems that help us. And that is what my one-to-one program offers. So if you work with me one-to-one, you're basically going to go from, all of that feeling not deserving of money, not being able to hold on to money, not being able to save or invest to literally feeling like money is a resource, money is a tool. You are budgeting and managing your money in a way that feels good. You are saving more. You are starting to invest. You're clearing your debt and you are actually also enjoying your money. So you're able to spend and enjoy it as well. And you're working towards those big financial goals, whatever they look like to you. So if you're interested in that, please feel free to get in touch. Now, I'm also going to be relaunching my Feel Good Investors course, which is super exciting. Basically, it is a mini course where we have a couple of like um, sessions over Zoom where I teach you all about investing, teaching you everything that I have learned about investing. And I've put it into a really easy to understand and um, apply course. And it basically takes you from feeling confused about investing to confident about investing and you're actually able to invest your first pound so I ran it like mid mid year last year I think and some of the feedback I had was so nice and it's so nice to see people investing and being like oh my god I actually understand the concept like you made it so relatable and understandable that is why I do what I do I want to make money easy and fun and accessible especially investing because our parents their financial independence and security came from buying property it is not the same for our generation Yes, you can still buy property, but it's not always the best financial investment. There are other ways that you can invest for the future and build long-term wealth. And that is through the stock market. So the Feel Good Investor course is coming back. It's going to have a session all about practical. So the practical side of investing, how to actually invest what investing is, what compound in, compound interest is, what all of the words are, what index funds are, etc. And then the emotional side of money and investing. So how to build an investor's mindset, how to leave your emotions out of investing, how to not be scared of investing and actually feel confident. So they're the two main sessions. And then there's also an FAQ session where you just bring it all on any of your questions and I can answer them. And that is going to be being relaunched hopefully within the next few weeks. So I'm going to pop a link in the show notes for you to sign up to a waitlist to receive info on it if you're interested about hearing more. 
Now, I'm also super excited because I hope to run an event at some point, an in-person event, which is going to basically be uh, helping you to work through your money blocks and rewrite your money story. Still undecided exactly where and when and what that looks like, but this is me, so you can hold me accountable. I'm 100% running an event earlier, early on in this year. This is, hold me to it, people. And in case you didn't know, I also offer financial wellbeing workshops, which is basically where I go into a business and I talk to their employees about money, how to improve your financial health, how to improve your money mindset. And oh my God, I just love doing those workshops because it's like you always get a good group of people and everybody's always kind of like on the same page. And it's always really gets like, I love opening that conversation up. And then like the employees start talking to each other, like, oh, I invest. And oh, and they start giving each other help. And I I love it, which is why I love doing them in person, but I do do them virtually as well. So if you want me to come into your business and to teach you and your colleagues about money, then please do pass my details on to your employer. Um, I realise that, um, yeah, I don't know what I was going to say there. I don't know what I realised. But yeah, so they're the kind of main things that I do and I'm going to be doing in the future. So that is kind of how I envision my business within the next sort of like year or two. The main things that I will be doing is like my one-to-one transformational program, um, my feel good investor course, hopefully also a money sort of mindset group coaching program, which there'll be more details on soon, um, in-person events and also financial wellbeing workshops. So not a lot. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I I feel really excited about it, but like the long-term vision of my business is basically to be a brand that makes money fun and makes money relatable and helps you understand the emotional side of in, uh, of money so that you can actually start to make changes to the way that you spend, save and invest. Like managing your money, money is so emotional that we have to focus on our beliefs and our blocks and our behaviours first to then actually implement the practical stuff. If you want to grow your money, you have to look at the emotional side first. You have to look at your money mindset. Because your money mindset is the foundation to your financial well-being. The way that you save, the way that you spend, the way that you invest, it all comes down to how you feel about money and how you feel about yourself. So when you can start to make changes there first, then you will actually start to see changes to the way that you handle and grow your money. And that is the power of it. And that is why I'm so, so passionate about it because I've seen it firsthand with myself. I've seen it firsthand with my clients. And yeah, it's freaking amazing stuff. And also my mission is to help you to understand the role that you want money to play in your life because it is different for everybody. Personal finance is personal. So personal to you. Like it's for some people, money means security. For some people, money means adventure. For some people, money is to be spontaneous. Like whatever it is, it's figuring out the role that you want money to play in your life and then going with that. It doesn't have to be this cookie cutter approach with the way that other people are doing it. It's all about you and yourself, getting to know yourself more, your life more, and what you want money to do for you. So yeah. Oh, and a little update on the podcast. I would like at some point to start inviting guests on. I just don't know what that looks like. I think I'm going to kind of do like alternative, alternative, alternative weeks, sing solo episode, guest episode, solo guest, solo guest. But I just want to have a think about the type of guests that I want to bring on. I've got an idea, but I'm going to keep it a secret and I will tell y'all more soon. So yeah, that is a full update. That is a very actually in-depth. I've really gone in there. So I hope that you found that interesting and useful. Um, I could potentially like um, break these down and do a life and a, and a life and money update and then like a business update. 
or I can keep it all together. So I'd love to know your thoughts on whether you would prefer it all in one, because I appreciate this is like a much longer episode than I usually do. Half an hour of me talking. Damn, girl, you can talk. Um, or would you rather it broken down into like two mini 10 to minute 15 episodes? Um, yeah, let me know. But thank you for tuning in. And I hope you enjoyed this episode and speak to you next week, my honeys. Bye.